Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tonight's show is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. Come to our showroom at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins. Find out why we say everything cars made easy is not just an ad line, but a way of doing business. Online at petersontoyota.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Get the best in Las Vegas barbecue at our original location, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, or at your next Allegiant Stadium event. M-Drive, you're never too old to start building lean muscle mass or help your immune system. Go to mdriveformen.com and see which of our specially designed products is for you. By Topgolf, our all-weather facilities mean you can practice your swing or learn how to swing a golf club 12 months a year. Find any of our coast-to-coast locations at topgolf.com. Burrito Express, six East Valley locations serving the freshest Mexican food, including the all-day breakfast burrito since 1995. Metro by T-Mobile. See one of our store locations for details how to get a new 5G phone free when you switch to Metro and trade in an eligible device. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey in a world-class city. Black Bear Diners, bring your appetite as we serve up home-cooked meals with a smile at any of our uniquely styled restaurants all over the West and Midwest. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. No one does entertainment destinations better, nationwide or worldwide. And by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Watch all of the action from the league's eight teams. Go to NCHC.tv and subscribe. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, maybe even some ACHA hockey fans. This indeed is uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from Long Island, New York, where he's 10 feet below sea level. I think we've come up with that now many times, but I'm going to keep using it because I like it. That basement is 10 feet below sea level. And uh, we're glad to have you. How are you tonight, Paul? Uh, we're good. It's two, two, Mondays and Tuesdays are very busy in this house. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're good. Um, hey, it's a, it's a second half of the hockey season uh, is no. underway already in 2022. Can you believe it? What we've been through since uh, the pandemic two years ago to say that we're finally in the second half of 2022 and we knock on wood that games continue to get played instead of canceled or postponed. Um, uh, I don't know. we got a great guest on tonight. <laughs> yeah. It's all I, over the map. Uh, we've got, we've got uh, a Nick Raboni joining us, the associate head coach from UNLV. He's going to jump on here in about 12 minutes or so uh, to talk about the big announcement that came out on December 31st, 2021. Uh, where they announced uh, they're going to be playing some different teams uh, to start next season. And uh, Nick will fill us in on all that. A new uh, athletic director as well. 
at UNLV. So we thought it was good to bring him on. And uh, I promise you, by the time we're all done, you're going to know why we brought him on. But that's how I'm going to leave it. Paul, today I had a chance. It's Tuesday. So I was in Arizona. I've had a chance to uh, go down to beautiful Oceanside Ice Arena and watch a little Sun Devil practice. And I'm going to tell you right now. Really? I was impressed. And let me tell you why I was impressed. I got to the rink and I saw number seven taking charge during practice, having fun, laughing, ribbing with the coaches, even ribbing with me, um, yapping at me a couple of times through the glass. That's uh, no big deal. I do that all the time. Yeah, I know. But he wanted me to take some video. And uh, I'll tell you, he, he got a deflection off of his chest into the net. And he wanted to make sure that that was on video uh, so everybody knew that he got that goal. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I Johnny, seen that Johnny video, Walker so is back. Uh, I haven't seen I, that video. So I, I don't know. have that video. I wasn't shooting video at the time, but oh, he skated he's... over to me and said, "Hey, hey, did you get that on video?" I said, "No." Well, he's not going to let you forget you don't have it on video. Uh, but I did tell him it was a good goal because it was about armpit high and it hit him and went in. Um, but. <clears throat> I'll tell you, uh, you can really tell, Paul, the difference between the Sun Devil hockey team when Johnny Walker is out there and the Sun Devil hockey team when Johnny Walker is not out there. And if you listen to any of my clips, Coach Powers uh, knows it as well. As I've been telling you all year, every coach I talk to uh, that's going to play ASU ask me the same thing. They go, how's Johnny Walker? Is he going to be on the ice? Are we going to have to worry about him? Because we do worry about him. Well, we've said it many times on this program that uh, um, even at 70%, um, he puts the fear on the other team. He puts the fear in, in the other coaches. And, you know, he makes the other coaches try to figure out where he is at all times. And he just creates more space for everybody on the ice. Now, I'm not saying that no one else on the team uh, will be able to do that when he's gone. Um, but he has kind of earned, not kind of, he has earned that that mantle, so to speak, uh, of the player to watch when you play ASU because he's had sustained success. Oh, he's one of the best goal scorers in the last five years in college hockey. And uh, Sunday night, he did it again. I mean, he, he sent a, 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 a shot off the pipe that was – the ringing was so loud that, that Cornell must still be hearing it. Uh, it didn't go in, but it just let you know that Johnny Walker was there and on the ice. And uh, he did miss a few more shots down the line that I think normally if he's, uh, if he's on his game and, and, and as you were saying shape. back – yeah, in game shape, uh, those probably go in. Uh, yeah. He was sniping, and uh, everybody knew it all the way around that rink. Well, and he creates more, like I said, creates more room uh, for everybody else on the ice because it's almost like a box and one in basketball, to use a basketball term. You, you, when he's on the ice, what? the other team. Basketball. Yeah, What's I that? know. It's, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty much there, but. Um, <laughs> no, I'm giving you a bad time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, listen, I don't blame you. I mean, um, but that's basically the way, the simplest way to, to, to translate it. Okay. Um, this is nothing against 
even especially on the power play. Nothing against Matthew Copperwood. But um, the other four guys on the ice get that one extra stride of free space when Johnny's on the ice. Can I tell you who had the biggest smile after this weekend uh, in the press conference on Sunday night? Besides Johnny? Josh Doan. You know why? Because he's playing with Johnny Walker <laughs> yeah, well. uh, on one side and uh, Colin Tyson, uh, Tyson on the other side. And uh, I asked him, uh, you probably heard it. I said, uh, uh, everybody should have heard it because it was on Twitter. I yeah, no, I heard it. I just didn't hear it till Monday morning. Yeah, well, anyway, I asked uh, I asked Josh, I said, what's it like to be playing with two grads? And that grin was ear to ear. He's going like, I learn all the time. I, I love having these guys here. All I have to do is get open, and I know they'll find me, and uh, and vice versa. They always get open, and he can find them. So look out, Paul, because I'm going to say it right now. There's four games coming up for for Arizona State, which are crucial. Oh, all absolutely. four are crucial. All are on the road. And I will tell you right now that if he keeps that line together and they stay healthy of Doan, uh, Tyson, and Walker, look out. Because not only are they going to put a lot of heat on and they're going to score their own share of goals, but they are going to open up the ice for the other three lines because uh, the, the top line of Boston, uh, Boston University or uh, RIT is going to have to focus on that line. They're going to have to pay special attention to it. So uh, I'm just telling you right now, when you look this weekend, watch out for that top line. And that's assuming they all stay healthy and uh, can continue to compete. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, there is no doubt that um, they are. Well, listen, Friday night's game is the most crucial game. And then after that one's over, it'll be Saturday night's game. So, um, Well, let me tell you how crucial it is to Coach Powers. He made the decision that he's – not only going out there and staying out there until this is all over with, he was taking no chances with airlines. Uh, yeah, they're well, leaving tomorrow, so they have an extra day. But on top of that, today he told us in the press conference, or media availability, I guess, is that um, he was going to make sure that uh, he brought everybody with. And he said, there's no sense in leaving a couple of guys home. That's just not fair. So he's bringing the entire team. He uh, he mentioned uh, – Niedermeyer, he mentioned a couple of other guys that uh, he thought deserved to be on the trip. So he's taking the entire team, and they're going for 10 days. He's going to use it as a bonding experience, and uh, I don't think he's going to be happy unless they come home 4-0. Uh, well, 4-0 should put them in a legitimate spot. Uh, I think to... we think 19 or 18 is what I was looking at. Is that what you think? In the well, pairwise? Uh, maybe it, that that gets them below twenty. That neighborhood, it should get them within striking distance of that fifteenth spot. A four and trip. Uh, I, I you could put in all the numbers, but you'd have to you'd be guessing on who would win the other games. And, yeah, yeah. You know, just so it's 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 kind of foolish to do that. Um, but there's only there's only two numbers Sun Devil fans need to know, Paul. Number one for you because one game at a time. And number right. 11 for me, because you need 11 more wins the rest of the way if you want a legitimate shot of getting into the NCAA tournament. You need one win on Friday night. 
You need 11 total. Somehow you got to get 11. Wow. <laughs> you you, you, you got to get the first. 23. No, you need to get one first. Yeah, I agree. You got to get one first, but you got to get to 23 by the end of the season because that's what it's going to take, uh, in my opinion, to get you into the tournament as an independent. Well, well, we all know what I think of your opinion. So, <laughs> not much. Um, yeah. Well, uh, let's do this. Let's hold take on, a hold quick... on, hold on, hold on. Before we before we take the break here, let's just quickly mention there were a couple of games tonight. It was a good night for Atlantic hockey. Uh, Mercyhurst beat Miami in overtime, and Holy Cross beat Vermont uh, with a late power play goal. Uh, so a good night for Atlantic hockey, which means those numbers go up a little bit. Uh, which helps RIT's pairwise, which could in turn help ASU's pairwise. So that's why I mentioned it. Yeah, got to get W's. Just got to get W's. Let's take a two-minute break. Let's come back, and let's visit with the associate head coach of the UNLV Skating Rebels, uh, Nick Ravoni, in two minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Indeed, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. It's our uh, Tuesday night NCAA staple show. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein on a beautiful Long Island, New York. Um, I'll say it one more time. He's in the basement, 10 feet below sea level. Uh, so give him a break if he, uh, if he has some issues tonight, folks. It's, uh, it's one of those things. Um, <laughs> Paul, it, it's, our, uh, <laughs> it's our great pleasure to welcome in the associate head coach from uh, UNLV, Nick Raboni, is with us. Uh, Nick, Scott, and Paul with you tonight. First of all, thanks for joining us on a Tuesday night. 
because you guys broke some big news on December 31st that ties into what we do here on Sunday and Tuesday nights. Hey, Scott. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, big news. You know, next year we're going to be playing three NCAA Division One college hockey games versus University of Alaska Anchorage, two in Alaska and one in Las Vegas. So uh, pretty historic news for our program. Uh, I don't have to say this because uh, – but I will because it's what I do. You're, you're going to Alaska early, right? You're not going in January or February. You're going there like in October, right? We are early October. So <laughs> oh, see, that's we're, a smart man right there. We're not the sharpest knives in the drawer, but we're not that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you're going to Anchorage too. Good what man. a beautiful city you're going to see uh, right on the uh, on the the, uh, the golf there. Um, okay, next. How did this all come about? Because we had Matt Chasby on, and he kind of let it out a little early. I think uh, he was so excited. But tell us how it all uh, came about for you. So, you know, obviously everyone um, kind of realizes where the Anchorage program's at over the last few years. And um, unfortunately, the program was initially cut from the university, um, as far as I understood, and several big alumni and donor and people like um, even the Seattle Kraken donated to bring the program back to life. Um, but, you know, with COVID and all that stuff, I think um, what happened was, you know, a lot of their players had left the program um, with the news of the cancellation. And then once they brought it back, um, now they have to basically start from scratch. And, you know, the coaching staff there is doing a great job in recruiting. But essentially, they're going to have all freshmen and whatever transfers that they can muster up um, with uh, within the program. And um, but, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, their schedule and, you uh, they're not exactly going to be able to put together a full NCAA roster because a lot of the, I'm sorry, a lot of uh, schedule because of a lot of these uh, schools already having it set. So that's when the coaching staff reached out to coach Greener and mentioned um, that they wanted to play our program after kind of coming back uh, from playing Arizona state. And then they also mentioned that they had some openings for us to come up there and play them. So we were going to take full advantage of that. All right. So, uh, when, 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 first of all, when you got these phone calls, did it, did it have to, did it take a few minutes to sink in? Did you guys, had you guys been in contact with, uh, coach Shazby before, or, uh, did this really just kind of all take off, um, pretty much, uh, in, you know, what, after they announced that they, I mean, they had an idea that the program was going to come back. Um, how long after that announcement did they contact you guys? Uh, it wasn't long after that, and uh, it was actually Coach Greener that got the phone call, and I wasn't on it, but he mentioned that um, you know it was kind of out of the blue, and um, you know they they take notice of our program and the success we've had, and I think uh, the proximity to Arizona State really helped in terms of getting an extra game in. They're also going to play Liberty University while they're here in Las Vegas, so they'll get one game with us and one game with Liberty, and then um, you know. They uh, they had those open dates, and I think that uh, our program is is a great fit to do that financially, um, where where we're at geographically. Um, you know, other than Arizona State and the Colorado schools at the D one level, I think that we were probably the next best option for them. Yeah, Nick, I think you're totally right. As I said, we had uh, Coach Shazby on uh, shortly after uh, the announcement was made that their program was coming back, and and he said he was excited to kick off their season. Uh, at Colorado College, and of course, uh, 
we're thrilled about that as well. But uh, your opportunity to go up there, it really uh, does multiple things. It kind of gives you a measuring stick as to how close you are, at least at the compete level with NCAA. But probably more importantly, it doesn't hurt recruiting either, does it? No, it's been great for us. Um, you know, obviously right now is is where we're really heavily starting to get into recruiting. And you start with the players in the at the tier one and tier two levels of, of uh, juniors. And, um, you know, obviously those guys have heard the news as well. So they're, uh, they understand we're trying to schedule our non-conference opponents as, as uh, difficult as possible. I mean, we want to put together a really, really good schedule. And doing that with NCAA games is something that a lot of ACHA programs don't get the chance to do. So <clears throat> I hopefully that it's not just the recruits that take notice, but our community and um, even the athletic department. Okay, so speaking Wait. of the athletic department, oh, sorry, Paul, I just want to jump in on this one real quick, but uh, the announcement was made, what, yesterday, Nick, that your uh, interim uh, AD is now the uh, the permanent full-time AD? That's right. Eric Harper is now the, the full-time athletic athletic director at UNLV. Well, All right, Paul, just, go ahead. Um, well, listen, I was going <laughs> to say, he, he, he got smart enough to leave uh, that other place um, and, and, and move on to, a uh, a better place in, uh, in UNLV than where he was in the early 2000s. So, um, we'll just <laughs> what alone. was that thing about? <laughs> oh, that school just, down just, South. That, there you go, Nick, my man. <laughs> there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, no, has he been out to uh, any of the games yet? Uh, I personally don't know Eric. Um, Coach okay. Greener has met him a couple times. Um, from what I understand, he's he's a big time fan of the program, and we hope to sit down with him in in the upcoming months and see what his thoughts are about the the vision of the athletic department. And you know, we can share our vision of, of our program, and um, you know, hopefully collaborate something. How much does it help? Because I've seen over the last few years. Um, as you guys have made runs and obviously, you know, pandemic notwithstanding, as you guys have made runs, I've seen lots of, of local media coverage from you guys. And that is something that not a lot of ACHA teams get, uh, especially in a market that has an NHL team. Um, I assume that that continues. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's our number one goal is to, to obviously run it as we're as if we're an NCAA program and not just running it from within the program, but also how we market it, um, you know, how how we portray it. And I think that the media takes notice of that and they want to cover a program that um, is is being run on a professional level. Um, and they, the media, you know, they, they love hockey right now. And that obviously helps too. So anytime that, you know, they can get a, a story that's uh, a little bit different, um, and there's hockey involved with it, they're, they're going to jump all over it. Um, if, by the way, just, I know you've seen it cause you were in it, but if those of you who have a subscription to the athletic, uh, when these games were announced, uh, Jesse Granger who writes for The Athletic and covers the Golden Knights, did a pretty nice story on you guys. Yeah, Jesse's a, a friend of mine, so that probably didn't hurt. But uh, he helps. does a really good <laughs> – yeah, he does a really good job. And, um, you know, he's a UNLV grad, and so, you know, I think it just makes sense for him to have a little bit of a, a soft spot for the program. But he loves, you know, helping us out on social media with some retweets and, 
you know, some, some uh, tags and all that good stuff. So we're very appreciative of Jesse and all the other local media here. Um, are the numbers in that story accurate or close it, to accurate? In terms of like what it would take for us to go play division. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I was trying to couch it so that I wouldn't put you on the spot. But. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's fine. I mean, I, I, we we've never had an official official feasibility study run here, um, right. but I would say it would be around the fifteen to twenty million dollar range for for to to endow the program for you know four or five years to start, and that obviously includes Title IX with a with a women's program and a variety of different sports, and then obviously you know travel and other funding for the program that would be needed. Um, I'm sure Coach Powers has probably throwing those things at you guys with his, with his, uh, jump that they, since they made, um, so we would be in a similar boat. Um, but you know, I think that they're, they're in a little different category than us cause they had a very, very large sum of money donated mm-hmm. to them. Um, but I think that you can get away with, with starting it off and kicking it off at that 15 to 20 range. Well, the issue also had the advantage of, of having an in-place athletic director, um, which you guys now have. Um, and I only ask that because it took a, a question to the athletic director. Of, if somebody came up with the money, would you do it? Um, and, and it got done in a week. So uh, any of you guys that are out there in Vegas with an extra 15 or 20 million to spare, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get you Nick's social media addresses, et cetera. And, uh, you can if they got up. 15 or 20 million to spare, we'll get you Nick's phone number. How about that? Well, I don't want to volunteer his phone number. First of all, I don't have it. So are you okay with uh, that, Nick? You know, email works. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, Nick, let's get on the topic of uh, UNLV hockey right now because I had the, uh, the honor and privilege of watching you guys win another Chicago Classic. Um, and when I talked to – to Coach Greener, uh, before you guys went out there, I, I don't think you could talk that day that I wanted to talk to you, so uh, I had to go to Coach Greener. <laughs> but anyway, um, he was telling me that he asked for that schedule. He wanted the toughest schedule that uh, Fabs could give him um, to prove that that you guys could do it, and, and guess what? You did it. Exactly, and that kind of goes back to my point of us. You know, we want to schedule difficult. We want us. We want to play the best competition out there. Uh, you know, we don't want to shy away from anyone. I think um, you know it just kind of shows who we are as a program. But also, I mean, really, you know, win, win, lose, or draw, it's going to benefit you in the end. You know, if you if, even if you you lose, you're going to learn. And uh, I think. And when it came to Chicago, yeah, we did want to play the best teams and we got that opportunity and took advantage of it. Um, you know, now we're at the second part of the season. And like we were talking about in our team meeting with our guys, really the season is broken down into three individual seasons. You know, you have the first half, which is season one, you get the second half of season two, and then nationals is, is season three. So now we're entering in, you know, season two and uh, it's time to reset and get recalculated. And um, we know we got a really big, task ahead of us with Jamestown and then after that Arizona and then after that Liberty. So it's a, it's a, it's a pretty tough gauntlet here over the next six games. Let me, let me ask you this because uh, you guys are, are setting yourself up to, uh, to be a top seed uh, in the national tournament and uh, things continue on the way you played the first uh, 
part of the season as you went through the second part. Um, you know, I can really envision already, Nick, and I'm probably putting the cart before the horse here, but that's okay. That's what I do. Uh, I can see UNLV Lindenwood matchup uh, in the title game uh, at the ACHA D1 National Championship in St. Louis. Wow. Because we already know what Lindenwood wants to do. They haven't officially made that notice yet, but uh, how, how big of a hockey game would that be to see UNLV and Lindenwood battle for the title? Well, yeah, putting the putting the uh, cart ahead of the horses. Uh, <laughs> I know you're good at that. Uh, but, yes, he is. You know, hypothetically speaking, if we get our chance to play Lindenwood, um, I mean, that's really what we want. They're one of the the top five schools and six schools. We and and two of them between that and Iowa State that we haven't had the chance to play yet. And you know, if it happens in the national championship game, that's it's exactly where we want to be. That's our goal, and it will continue to be our goal. So. Um, anytime we can get a crack at them, like, you know, we want it. Um, and, uh, maybe I'll have to eat my words one day, but until then, uh, we still want it. <laughs> Nick, let me ask you a question because I mean, you guys have a similar schedule in terms of the setup. A lot of NCAA teams have, uh, you guys have this long break, uh, in, you know, from the middle of December to the middle of January and you guys were on a roll. Um, does it make it hard to, to get back into that groove, especially when you got to play those first couple of games on the road, uh, when you come back or actually a lot of games on the road, before you come back. um, what did you have to, you know, emphasize to your guys, if anything, uh, after that game against ASU, where you guys won seven to three? Well, yeah. I mean, when you're uh, when you're winning and you're on a roll like we are, you want to play every night. You know, that's the way yeah. I saw it. I mean, we we wanted to play as many games as we could when you're hot like that. And um, but in, in the long run, I think the break was good for us. I think uh, it was still needed. Um, you know, even when you're winning all those games as a staff, uh, you're seeing these guys every day and you're seeing the staff every day. And it's like, you know, you just need a little bit of a break. So it's a good reset for us. And now it's up to us as a staff and as a program and figuring out, you know, okay, what's our best way now to attack these next two weeks. You know, we practiced today. It was a, it was a really tough practice. And I thought that that's what we kind of needed. And I think maybe the guy's heads might be a little big at this point with, uh, the winning streak and the, the announcement for NCAA games and all that good stuff. So we, we took them down a notch today and they probably don't like me very much and that's okay. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's, and then the, now that leads into preparation um, moving into Jamestown and that's our number one focus is Jamestown at this point. And it sounds cliche, but really taking each team and each game at, at a time is what we've done really well in the first half of the season. So, you know, I think that we try and emulate that in the second half um, you know, as you get closer to nationals, you know, you really want to start peaking. And I think um, keeping our guys healthy, the practices maybe get a little shorter, but the intensity is always there. Now, listen, don't let Scott go crazy on you. <laughs> I mean, I've never coached at the level you are, but I have coached. And uh, so I totally understand the cliches and in one game at a time and stay in an even keel and and so uh, Scott doesn't like to do that, but I'm with you on that. <laughs> uh, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. Nick was pushing me out of that media room in Chicago because I kept telling him, you guys are going to win this whole thing. You're going to win the whole thing. And, and Nick's going like, just get out. Get outside the door. <laughs> don't tell me that stuff. Yeah, don't, don't, you, don't, don't let him do that to you, Nick. Just You just sit there and you just tell him, 
shut your mouth. Uh, we have a next game to play tomorrow night <laughs> or next Saturday or next Friday. Don't let him uh, get you involved in all of that nonsense. <laughs> you know he loves it, and, I, and I'm okay with it because I'm a I'm a little more of a even keel, pretty humble guy. So, but you know what? You got to have a little bit of confidence, um, or or you're you're not going to really achieve much without that. Let Let me tell you, anybody listening out there that maybe hasn't uh, gotten their eyeballs on UNLV hockey, uh, you guys run it like a NCAA hockey. You guys show up early, you get practice time in, you know the value of it. The guys come dressed and, and ready to play like um, like the NCAA players. Um, it, so it starts right there. But then when I talk to your players, Nick, um, they're all so well-spoken and they all know how to say and And nobody ever tells us no. Uh, and that's one of the great things about it because, believe me, there are programs out there that tell me no. <laughs> so, uh, and, and I keep saying that uh, it's relevancy, right? You guys kept yourself relevant. You kept recruiting uh, right through the pandemic. You couldn't play, and instead of uh, pouting about it, you just kept on building. And you kept saying, like, we're going to be ready when, when it's time for us to hit the ice. We're going to hit the ice. Where does that all come from? Is that just you and, and Anthony together, or is it is it deeper than that? It is. I think, you know, the – the beauty of our coaching staff. And I think that what's a necessity to be successful is having your, your staff on the same page. And, um, you know, the fact that him and I have just been coaching together now for, you know, going into six, six years, seven years next year, it's, uh, it's, it's where we're constantly learning and, um, building off of, you know, previous years. And this didn't happen overnight. You know, we, we've had a successful program here, but we've had our ups and downs, no doubt. And, um, for us, it's, you know, really learning from those mistakes and, and putting in and implementing, um, the corrections needed to, to bring it to this point. And, you know, we're going to learn from this year and bring that into next year. And, and like, you know, once again, the old cliche is, you know, just taking it one year at a time, but getting better one year at a time, um, starts, you know, it really starts with us recruiting the right types of players. We made our mistakes there and, you know, we, we learned from them and then comes to how we're going to run practices and how we're going to do things on the road. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's always learning and it's always changing. And I think, um, you have to be in tune with that to, to have a successful program. Um, you know, it wasn't too long ago that, yeah, we didn't really show up early to, to some of the road trips and, you know, it came back to bite us in the butt. And so now you learn from that, um, you budget it and, um, you know, you, 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 will see the success. All right. My, my other question for you is I see a Vegas native. I saw him again today on the ice, uh, at, uh, at Oceanside with Arizona state. And you know who I'm talking about, Dom Garcia, who, uh, is a grad student, a grad assistant coach, I guess is his official title, but, um, Vegas is producing talent, uh, and Dom is just one of them, but how important has the growth of hockey in general? I mean, when I think back seven years, Nick, I'm going like, wow, <laughs> there was nothing in Vegas really uh, hockey-wise that it was trying, but it wasn't there. So how much does all of it, the, the Silver Knights, the Golden Knights, the Rebels, um, the youth hockey, the, the junior hockey, how has that just exploded? What, what's been the, the real catalyst for that? I mean, yeah, it's no doubt it's been the Golden Knights and uh, the impact that they've had. And it's the, uh, you know, one of those things where, you know, you build it and they will come uh, type deal, feel the dreams. And uh, that's basically what happened here. I mean, obviously, you know, this team has had a lot of success and they've, 
they have the fan support and then you start building ranks and um, kids catch on and they want to be the next flurry. They want to be the next patch And, um, you know, that's when it starts with the learn to skate. And, you know, our might program here is thousands of kids. Now it's, it's pretty insane uh, to where it was, um, you know, the might squirts and the peewees and that's where it starts at the grassroots level. Um, but now, you know, even we're starting to see it. I mean, next year, I mean, as of right now, I'm recruiting three guys that were, you know, from Las Vegas. And, uh, I think that that number is going to continue to grow here in the next four or five years. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, we, we want more Vegas players. We want more local guys. I don't want to have to go to, you know, um, Minnesota and Canada and all that to find guys that we're going to mold into our program. So we're hoping that it continues to grow and, um, would love to have more locals here at UNLV and that transitions into, you know, pro hockey after that. All right. Well, since you actually anticipated and answered my next question, uh, I'm going to spread it out a little bit. I, I know we talk about one game at a time, but as a whole, uh, even though there'll be independence next year, uh, how much does it mean and help uh, that uh, you get more brand names uh, going up to ACHA Division One with Oregon and San Diego State next year? It's great. I mean, it's great for us, too, in terms of travel and um, having those brand names in your building. I mean, obviously, you know, UNLV and San Diego State play in the in the Mountain West Conference and all the other sports. So there's big rivalry there and in, in, in football and basketball and um, you know, now we're going to, we'll bring it back over into hockey. I mean, back when we were at the ACHA two level era, San Diego state was definitely our biggest rival. And, um, I think that now that we kind of get to, to relive that, um, and bring that back, I think that's going to be huge for fans. Um, it helps us out a ton. I mean, it's just less work we have to do in terms of getting people to the games. And, you know, we do a really good job of that, but you just throw San Diego state on the on the schedule and that game's going to be a sellout no matter what. Um, and then I'm not too mad about having to, to travel down to San Diego again. Really? I'm shocked <laughs> at that. I cannot even imagine why, why that, that you would be, you know, not hesitant to go there. Right. Yeah, it's horrible there. No, never want to go. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Paul likes to take the trip up to uh, Cornell or Clarkson from where he's at because he thinks that's really a great spot in New York. But well, listen, if we're doing it in July, (laughs) that's fine. I'm not doing it in January. Right. (laughs) Okay. So, so give us a quick rundown before we let you go on uh, on your roster and some of the guys that have uh, I've seen them, but uh, I think others need to hear about some of the guys that are. uh, uh, make them the rebels tick, if you will. I mean, we have so many guys that have kind of bought into their role, but I'm going to throw some unsung heroes um, at you. Obviously, you know, you have guys like Hunter Mazzillo and uh, Zach Wixon and Alec and Max Johnson that have kind of been the catalyst for us and the big guns for us. But, um, you know, you have guys like Bradley Gallant and Mike Batusov and Nick Flanders that are on our quote unquote fourth line that, I mean, have really been our motor. I mean, those three guys are just tremendous in buying into their role, and they do it so well. I mean, there are there are agitators. They draw penalties. They kill penalties. Um, they're really the workhorses that kind of drive our team. And then you have a guy that's a, a veteran defenseman that doesn't get a lot of praise, but he's in his fifth year. But Sean Plonsky has just been really, really solid for us. You know, moves the puck well, kills penalties, 
been a leader in the locker room and you need guys like that. Um, and then obviously like Jared Erickson as being our captain and the presence that he brings on and off the ice. And he's a guy that people look up to, uh, they want to model their game after. And, um, you know, we're really, really going to miss, you know, him and Sean next year. All right. And also touch on that fan base because you guys draw like no other, um, uh, you know, everybody was anticipating when you guys said you had a big announcement. I think I knew what it was, and, and Paul, I think, knew who knew what it was. But um, a lot of people were saying, like, oh, are the Rebels going to jump and go to the new Dollar Loan Center and play their home games there with more seats? Are they going to the Orleans? None of that's happening, right? You're staying right where you're at for now? We love City National, and that's going to be where we're at for the time being. Um, with that being said, I would love to play maybe a couple games next season at Dollar Loan Center. And um, who knows, you know, keep your eye out. But we might maybe uh, try and get that Alaska game there um, pending the schedule. But, um, you know, City National is great to us. You know, we have our locker room there. And uh, there's just something about having an intimate atmosphere with a lot of people that makes it a really, really tough place to play. So I'd hate to lose that atmosphere playing in an arena that's a little too big for us at the moment. Um, but I, I think that City National is a perfect spot for us for the for the time being. Paul, you got a all final right, one right. for Nick. I, I just want you to I just want you to think about this for a moment. All right, uh, the Great Pacific Hockey Conference. All right, you got mm -hmm. UAF, <laughs> UAA, Commissioner Hornstein, ASU, San Diego State. That team down south, and you guys. What do you think? Are we down for that? Oh, we're down for it. Okay. Not just... <laughs> uh, it would make you know. perfect sense in the perfect world. Yeah. Well, listen, right? We got a dream, right? Exactly. Exactly. Somebody's got to have a vision. It doesn't happen unless you have a vision. Right. Uh, yeah. And I'll, I'll be the commissioner. You don't have to pay me that much. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to get out of New York and get down here to the southwest. ASAP. Um, Nick, uh, the final thing is, uh, is tell us about uh, the transition for you guys from independent to WCHL. How has that been? And uh, has it been everything that you hoped and expected it would be to be in a conference? Yeah, I mean, I think it was an easy transition for us, um, you know, playing all these teams already. Um, realistically, the only thing that really changes is that we have a couple more for sure home series and away series. So, you know, we, we went to central Oklahoma and then, um, you know, we had Missouri state come here, but then other than that, you know, you're playing GCU home and home, Arizona, home and home, ASU home and home and same with Utah. And then, um, you know, then obviously we move into our non-conference stuff. Uh, but it's great to be able to play for a title. Um, you know, we, we dropped one game to Arizona that is looking like it could come back to bite us in the, in the, in the rear, but um, we're going to just do our job and try and win as many more games as we can. And hopefully it falls where they may, where uh, we're able to bring home a WCHL title. So like I said, anytime you get to play for something else besides the national championship adds a little bit more incentive. Well, right. I said it's 16 and three, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, hard to be much better. Uh, you know, nobody's the 72 dolphins going undefeated for the entire season. Not usually anyway. Um, and you only need and and in, in, in a one game series, anything happens. That's right. That's so, right. 
All right. In the final one, I promise this time, uh, give me a chance to shout out to uh, to Coach Powers because I know how much uh, he means to your program. I know how much he loves your program. Uh, I see him every Tuesday now when I'm back here in, the, in Arizona. And um, just, just shout out to Coach Powers as to what he's done to help you get where you guys are at. Yeah, absolutely love Greg. Um, one of my favorite people in the hockey world. Uh, one of the few guys, honestly, to to really kind of like answer all the questions I had. Never hesitated to take a phone call from me when we first started coaching. Um, really, really helped us out. Uh, so, I mean, I uh, we owe a lot to Greg and and his staff too, and and Hixie and and Mike and. Um, just, just all those guys have been so helpful for our program. And, um, you know, I'm very, very appreciative of that. Nick, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Uh, best of luck in the future. You know, you'll see me around a bunch as you guys make this stretch and certainly at the national tournament in uh, beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. Um, you know what? Uh, it doesn't sound bad. October 14th and 15th, Anchorage, Alaska. That sounds like fun. <laughs> yep, sounds like it's a trip you might have to make, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, that's Nick Raboni, the associate head coach at UNLV. Uh, we appreciate him taking some time and coming on the Tuesday show, the NCAA show. Could it be foreshadowing? We'll keep our eyes on it. Paul and I will be back in about two minutes to uh, wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you, wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. If you live in the Valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burrito served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded.
old now. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy with you from a very beautiful uh, Scottsdale, Arizona today. And my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on a beautiful Long Island, New York, the palatial estate where he comes out of the basement, kind of like the groundhog, every now and then just to see if the shadow uh, is there or not. So, uh, Paul, you know the drill by now. We've done this three years or whatever. So uh, uh, you heard something. I heard something. What did you hear from Nick Raboni? Oh, I was going to say, they, they, they only let me out to go to work. So, I mean. <laughs> Isn't that seeing your shadow? That yeah, well, first of all, it's usually too dark for a shadow at four thirty in the morning, and uh, and uh, and this time of the year, it's too dark to see it at night either. So, um, <laughs> but as far as Nick is concerned, now they're doing. Listen, um, they have the roadmap in front of them, and honestly, if this was ten years ago, and you put an ASU jersey on these guys, uh, you'd be talking, basically, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the fact that they are at the point where it's not just, hey, wouldn't it be great if one day this or one day that, where it's actually being talked about uh, and not in the shadows or not, uh, but just behind the scenes, it's, it's, it's a public discussion. And that's without the feasibility study like they had at San Diego state. Right. And and here's the thing, Paul, is that, um, Vegas is, is, is a hockey city now. It's a Mecca. I mean, Nick was talking about the number of youth players, but, uh, they have a junior program there now. They have uh, uh, well, the silver that's, that's what matters. That's that's yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. What, that's the most important thing because that sustains your fan base. That sustains yes. Yes, your program. Does. That sustains what you know what develops at the higher levels. So you know this is that's what you have to have, and I would assume and I would expect. If they ever did make this jump and had similar success to ASU so soon, that they'd be in that kind of the, you know, they'd be in a in a, in, in 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 a similar position. Uh, you know, it, it wouldn't just be uh, Golden Knights hockey that that the kids would want to do. They they would see 
the 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 UNLV program and be say like I don't know if I can make it to the NHL, but I can I I I think it's a, it's 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 a good place to dream to to play college hockey, and you know, and and go from there. Uh, it's it's a much more obviously achievable level, and that's what you want to do. Well, and and just look at the cities that have success, um, successful NHL franchises and uh, NCAA hockey following right along. And that's one of the things we talked about with Robert Morris is how could Robert Morris not be there uh, if you have the Pittsburgh Penguins? Uh, It's just a fit. It's like taking away the University of Michigan from Detroit, or it's like taking away the Gophers uh, from the wild. Uh, They all kind of go together. Uh, And uh, I think that UNLV is a perfect fit. I know people have talked and they said, yeah, can, can Vegas support Another program, I mean, they're already supporting the Golden Knights and the Silver Knights. Can they support NCAA hockey too? Yes, they can because there are a ton of people in Vegas. Are they already doing it? Uh, Well, yeah, but, I mean, we're talking to the level of 5,000, 6,000 a night. And let me tell you why. Well, Because right now when the Golden Knights are are playing the way they are and winning hockey games, you can't get a ticket. Well, let me ask. Well, here's here's, – and and you would know. How many – Seats don't they have about three thousand at City National? Uh yeah, I think that's stretching it. Maybe twenty five hundred. Okay, well that's um, perfect. Yeah, I mean it is, but um, everybody wants their own barn. You I, know I, that. I get that, but you know what? You gotta uh, until that money can be raised, you have to have a place to play. Well, certainly, but and, but that leaves you with uh, the Orleans is seventy five hundred. The new Dollar Loan Center is about six. Yeah, but that's um, not their building either. I know it's not their building, but um, it would be a shared building, um, a game building, let's say that way. And, and I don't want to take anything away from City National because it's a great home for them, and they'll stay there and they'll be happy for as long as they need to be. But but let's be honest, it's a practice rink for an NHL team. It's not a game rink like, like the Dollar Loan Center is or even uh, the Orleans is or – any of that, and and, well, and I you know always, the ge- you know the geography better than I do. Well, here's what I thought. I thought that uh, because the Silver Knights had to play uh, in the Orleans, and the Orleans had to get back into hockey uh, functioning for a while. I thought the great transition would be to bring UNLV hockey over there afterwards. Now I understand the the economics of it, and maybe it is too big of a building for them right now, and this and that. But if you build an NCAA program and you're bringing in big name uh, teams like ASU is doing now, uh, you don't think people want a vacation in Vegas just no, as no, much no, as listen, they want I, a vacation I, in uh, no, 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 in Tempe? You're, no, you're you're not. I don't think you're 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 not necessarily translating what I'm saying is what I'm saying is to have that place to start with. And, oh, if, it totally takes you, agree with and you. if it takes you two to three years totally. or whatever, uh, you know, or four years to transition to a bigger building or your own building, that's half the battle is having a place to play. It's maybe more than half. Yeah, I know. And I, I really believe that, that uh, people at UNLV, especially in the hockey program, think there's a place to build a, a an on campus three four thousand seat arena right, well, right at UNLV and uh, I, you know I've been by there. There's room. Uh, there's places to put it, and uh, yeah, success that, and money again, will put you there. Once again, here's here's 
Nick, telling you that you are putting the cart way, way before the horse. Let's let's get get the program well, started. Like get it get it going and yeah. And, but absolutely, but but that's the same thing that that happened at ASU. Right, uh, but they're they also the pro, they, they would also the, be, right, but they would also be in a lot less of a rush to get oh, out of there. Of course, of than, course, than ASU had to be to get out of Oceanside. Yeah, absolutely. But but you don't think that you can put that whole thing together? Let me tell you something that I saw in Vegas that I haven't seen in any other city. I have never seen an NHL franchise come into a city and all of a sudden hockey rinks spring up everywhere. Um, you know, it was a big deal to get City National and two ice sheets. It was a big deal to have T-Mobile as your game rink. But it was a really big deal to, to see what happened in Henderson where two ice sheets come in, they add a, a quote-unquote lean-to for their Silver Knights to call home. And then, while that's still being completed, they're working on a 6,000-seat arena that the Silver Knights can call their own. Uh, Paul, all of this has happened in seven years. I understand so that. Thing, things move quickly, and you've got to plan ahead a little bit and, and think about what's going on. And, and, and I know I put the cart before the horse, but you know what? I put it before the, uh, the horse – a cart before the horse in, in Chicago and they won it yeah, and well, I could I see it. Uh, well, I could see it. What was happening. I knew they came in and no disrespect to the teams that they beat Minot state Liberty, um, you know, and, uh, and Adrian, but I could see that they came in focused and ready to play. Unlike some other teams that were in that tournament that just weren't completely focused for whatever reason, whether it be, um, you know, injuries or, or health, or whatever it might be, uh, the Rebels were there to win that tournament from start to finish, and they did it. So if the Rebels decide that they want to go with this, they're going to go with it. I mean, who else right now, Paul, is is announcing that? Um, you, I mean, you've waited, uh, or we've both waited, to hear what Lindenwood's going to do. The talk has been there, but they haven't made the announcement. Well, Nick came out right now on New Year's Eve 2021 and said, in October, we're going to Alaska. Uh, to know, play an NCAA great. team, so uh, they do it. They they put their mind to it and they get it done. and And I think the solidification of the the athletic director uh, at, um, at UNLV is going to help. Yeah, I think continued absolutely. success is going to help. And, and I don't think it's out of the realm that that they could get a building uh, in the next five to seven years. Wow. Okay. Uh, winning helps and. Um, Sixteen and three right now. Let's 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 you, you, let's just. You know, I don't want to. That is. I joked around with Nick about the the group of six that I named, but um, you know, let's uh, let's 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 uh, like I said, they have a place to play uh, as a quote unquote interim home. Uh, let's go. I know you people in Vegas got the cash. Let's go get that fifteen or twenty million up, and let's go. Yeah, go and and, and Nick knows, and Anthony McNeary Greener knows what they need to do. They need to put together a team that uh, if they don't win the ACHA national tournament, they got to get close. They got to yeah. get really close. Uh, it's not just good enough now to go there and uh, and one and done it. You got to go oh, play no, 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 games no, no, and get no. close gotta, to that title. You got to get to that final four teams for sure. And I think it's there. I think it's there for the taking. Like I said, I would love to see UNLV 
and Lindenwood in the title game. I think that would be great for ACHA hockey, and I think it would be great for NCAA hockey. And uh, I'm just going to bounce this back one more time. Uh, the school that you like to say down south, I'm going to be there Saturday. Right. Uh, they're putting up a building with 3,000 seats, and, and there's – I know. Y- you I, know? I know. If you were to ask uh, – I mean, I'll be honest with you. Uh, when uh, Coach Berman and I sat down seven years ago in, in that same rec center and talked, uh, we both thought it was a pipe dream that they would ever get to that point. And uh, I'm going to tell you about a year and a half ago, they were really close to not having a program. Um it was something that uh, they thought they might lose it because they'd lost a ton of revenue uh, when the Roadrunners came in because they lost all their board signage and and a lot of advertisers went with the AHL team instead of the uh, ACHA team. Um, but they thrived. They pushed. And now look. Now look what's happening. Uh, so so kudos to them. Uh, you look at what Augustana decided that, hey, we're going to throw a chunk of money into and we're going to start an NCAA hockey program in a couple of years. We're going to build a building and build a team at the same time. Wow. Uh, you look at St. Thomas. St. Thomas said, we're going D1. We're hiring Rico Blasi. We're going to go with this. Um, Alaska came back. Robert Morris came back. Um, Listen, it's they're, they're going to uh, – it'll stay this the way it is now for another year or two. But in two or three years, we, 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 we know there are more changes coming. And hopefully uh, – they include everybody. So, um, well, I, I think they're going to have to. And the reason why I think uh, they're going to have to listen, here's why, Paul. This is the first time that I know of in my 50 years uh, of watching college hockey where there is just way too many good players and way too few lockers. And if you've got to start programs and you want your programs to succeed, then you've got to start, uh, getting it together as uh as coach Seratori likes to say you got to get together and, and make yourself invincible and and that's what's going to happen because they realize that there's too many players that uh, don't have places to play and they want to become the feeder system for the AHL and the NHL well i mean you we know that that Somehow they have to figure out a way to to do what they have to do. For, schools have to do what they have to do for themselves and have to figure out a way to uh, create landing spots for, for places and people that don't have any at the moment or won't have any right away when they come in. We just know that that has to happen. Yeah, I mean, there's only one Arizona state that can uh... – can go on this um, independent level. And, and I think even now, if you put some truth serum to, to Coach Powers, I think uh, as good as his team is right now, I think he realizes that because of the the, the uh, depth in college hockey right now, that he might have a really good 20-win hockey team that won't get in the tournament. Well, And that would be a shame. It really would. Well, because we'll, he we'll might win a conference – or he might give him, uh, you know, an opportunity if he had more conference games to play in. But right. um, this is going to be the year because I believe that they're going to win between 20 and 23 games. And I think 23 gets them in. I think 22 and 21 are on the border. And I think 20 is a great season that you don't get in the tournament. Well, it very well could possibly be. We're going to see. Um, there's a lot of season left. 
and a lot of road games left that count higher in the pairwise than home games. And she was not done very well on the road. Uh, and we're going to see if, like Denver, uh, they got themselves together and got themselves some road wins and get themselves some road wins because uh, a nice 4-0 trip here would uh, would do a lot of good things and put them in a good spot. And uh, it's very gettable, but but I got to take your method on this. It's got to be one day at a time. Absolutely. They, they have to take – they cannot look ahead. Nope. Uh, even though they're going to be on the road for 10 days, they cannot look ahead. Nope. I asked Coach today about goaltending. Uh, I said, is, uh, is Cole Brady back to where you thought Cole should be? Um, he hedged me a little bit, Paul. He hedged me a little bit. I'm going to put it up tonight. But he said, I hope he is, but um, I'm not sure. Uh, so yeah, that we'll tells me out. that that yeah that tells me that uh, Ben Cross is going to be there uh, competing just like he has all year, and Cole's going to have to continue to get better and better if he wants to take over that number one spot and keep it. Yeah, well, like I said, uh, you know, the, it's it's always about goaltending, right? I mean, that's where it is, starts, right? And uh, you know, this is actually an officially a six-game road trip. Uh, because you don't count the two exhibition games. But uh, those last two in the month of January, uh, those could be really, really big. Yeah, yeah they really could. Um, so so let's put it this way. Uh, we already know something happened in Omaha this week, right? Yeah, they're not playing this weekend. Um, their games uh, are going to get res- got postponed and are going to get rescheduled. It's just Poor. the way it is right now. We have to check every week to see who's going to play and who's not. And that was supposed to be the start of the CBS Sports yeah. Network thing for for everybody in, uh, in at Midco uh, watching their big guy go down there and, and yep. join in with uh, Dave Starman and yeah. um, and Shireen, of course. Yeah, Shireen um, Chasky, his wife. Yeah. So. Uh, it, that's too bad, but you know that's the way it's going to be now. We're going to have to keep an eye on what happens from here and there and uh, as we go. But um, what's going on with everybody else in our area? Where's Colorado College at? Where's uh, Air Force at? You got that? Well, uh, Air Force had a really tough weekend um, as they were playing um, at um, at uh, at American International. Um, they did not. Uh, like I said, they had they had a chance to win the Saturday night game and 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 just weren't wasn't able to close it out. Uh, they came back from a three nothing deficit and gave up a late third period goal, so that didn't work out too good for them. Um, you know, as for Colorado College, uh, they are going to get back into action uh, at Miami this weekend. Uh, that'll be interesting because Miami took it on the chin tonight in overtime against Mercyhurst. Uh, at home. So uh, we'll see what happens there. And as for Denver, um, you know, they, uh, you know, they're going to go and host St. Cloud state in two weeks. So they're not even playing this weekend. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thanks to COVID, right? <laughs> well, no, they weren't scheduled to begin with. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were, they were off this week, but yeah. they've had their own COVID issues as well. So, um, I, I think they'll take they'll take it and uh, prepare for uh, 
for what happens with St. Cloud State. So I'm looking forward to it because I'm going to see St. Cloud State uh, at Denver. I'm going to see Minnesota Duluth at Denver. Uh, so I think those are two really good series down the stretch. Well, of course, listen, any just about any series in the NCHC is going to is going to wet your appetite. So okay, and of course Arizona State leaving tomorrow for uh, Boston. Uh, as Coach Powers told us today in the media availability, there are worse places to spend 10 days in Boston. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boston's a great city. Um, so I, be- I believe he said they would be there, uh, take Sunday off, and then uh, uh, Sunday or Monday travel uh, upstate New York. Uh, yeah, Rochester. Yeah, to RIT mm-hmm. and uh, and go from there. But I'll have that, uh, that up tonight. I promise I'll get it clipped up and, and get it ready to go. So um, somebody asked him today about the pairwise and the rankings and what he thought. And he said, I haven't seen them. That's a lie. <laughs> uh, he hadn't seen the, the rankings. He knows what the pairwise, but yeah, uh, he, he, you know, that that's not a question he wants to hear <laughs> anyway. Well, the, the rankings, I mean, yeah, the only, like he said, like he said, the only thing that matters is the pairwise. That and my magic number. <sighs> College hockey, Southwest <laughs> live. From the Summer Skate Studios has been brought to you by Burrito Express. Our family recipes to your table, the place in the East Valley for great taste and great value. Top Golf are one of a kind experiences. Bring your gathering to another level. Go to topgolf.com and plan your outing today. Peterson Toyota, serving the Fort Collins, Loveland, and Windsor area since 1968 at 4555 South College Avenue at Fort Collins or at petersontoyota.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 5G access with every Metro plan at no extra cost. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts. The NCHC has it, and NCHC.TV has you covered. Go to NCHC.TV and subscribe. Black Bear Diners. Whether it's our Friday fish fry or the prime rib specials on Friday and Saturday nights, you'll always feel like you're at home. Find your location at blackbeardiner.com. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, professional atmosphere and a world-class education. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, an iconic vacation awaits you no matter which Caesars Resort you make your destination. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, come and get our slow-smoked ribs or pulled pork or any of our award-winning tastes at all Allegiant Stadium events. Or at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. M Drive, refine your drive and don't let age beat you. Go to mdriveformen.com and get started today. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Very well done, my friend. Uh, a big uh, welcome to our uh, newest partners. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to keep them around for a while and uh, and make a success of, uh, of both their businesses and ours. And uh, a big thank you to Nick Raboni from UNLV for uh for coming on and telling us all about the uh, the news and uh, the rise of Rebel Hockey, if you will. Paul and I will say goodnight until Sunday night. We'll be back with another College Hockey Southwest Live when games get underway again this weekend. I'm sure Paul has about seven screens ready to go 
to keep an eye on everything for you. And watch out for the Super 16. He put one team on suspension this week. He may bring them back. He may just Or I might not. Or he, or he might not. <laughs> or I might not. I just That's the way it is. Oh, the commissioner has ruled, folks. The wow. commish has ruled My on 16, the Super 16. Right? <laughs> I love it. Right. I love it. I mean, it's the way it goes. You, know, uh, <laughs> you can make up your own rules. So can I. <laughs> the magic number for Arizona State's 11. Good night, everybody.